0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I hope you had a great turkey weekend. I think we're done with the leftovers right now. I think. It was yeah. a nice weekend. I love the the uh, the additional dinners you have. Sometimes they're even
1: tastier than the actual Thanksgiving dinner. Some foods, actually, when they sit for a little while, yes. the flavors kind of meld. Like, they marinate. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. marinate. Like, even the dressing, because I use turkey gravy in my, you know, from, from yeah. a bird yeah. in, in my stuffing and the, you know, the, the flavors coagulate in there and, you know, I'm going, <laughs> wow, I, I didn't remember this being so good, you know? <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm always impressed when you talk about
0: the fact that you make all your own stuff, that you're a chef, that you, I'm not a chef. Well, yeah, you know, in, compared to me, you're a gourmet chef. Okay. I mean, I can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich about as good as anybody, but that's
1: about it. Hey, that's breakfast. It's peanut butter. You know, hey, I got that's... a quarter sandwich left. <laughs> peanut butter sandwich and a cup of coffee. Yes, the night diet is back on. I, I, look, I don't eat that much during the day. I used to eat a lot. Now, did you make the turkey dinner at your place? I did the turkey because I'm the only one in the house. It's just me and my son. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm got. The small breast, uh, the roasting breast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's only a few pounds. You know, it's a small bird. Yeah. I got the it and it's all white meat, so I loved it. And then we did a big uh, classic glazed ham, you know, and wow. we got plenty nice. of ham because he yeah. loves ham. And, you know, one of the things he loves to do, you know, is takes takes the biscuit, you know, after he's eaten, Soak it up. And then he, yeah, you know, he'll take the biscuit, open it up. He'll put some ham in there. Oh yeah, stuffing in there. Put a little mashed potatoes in there. Maybe some gravy on it. And I'll bet you. I'll uh, bet you Dalton's thin. I'm just saying. (laughs) He's a tree trunk. He's a six four and a half tree trunk. Oh my goodness uh, gracious! And I'm like going, yeah. Well, you know, Dad was a. Six, two and a half tree trunk, and used to eat like that too. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and said, "Where in the hell is all this damn weight?" Isn't that amazing how that
0: <laughs> happens? When you're in your twenties, you just eat what you want, and you you look pretty good for your yeah. twenty. Then when you get into your thirties, you continue to eat what you want. Well, but you know, the reason it doesn't go away is- as
1: fast. The you know the mirror is your mistress, but she yes. lies to you. Well, she lies. I, no, no, about no. You I, I figured out she a way. She lies about your hair because yeah. one day you wake up, she's mad at you, and she goes, "Oh yeah, oh, look yeah. at this. Look, you got no hair." You go,
0: not- Yes, yes. Well, I I fixed that whole problem. I I have removed every mirror in my house. <laughs> every mirror is gone. I don't have a problem anymore. People say, "Well, what do you look like when you look in the mirror?" I say, "Last time I looked, I looked pretty darn good." Yeah, that was like 1982, you know.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, well, you know, I, I go to the mirror in the morning and I look in the mirror and it goes, "Oh, you, you look, look marvelous. marvelous. <laughs> you're you're <a> beautiful, <laughs> <man."> like, <laughs> like Snow White, right? <laughs>
0: mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all?
1: <laughs> well, it's yeah, me."
0: Then I go over and walk to the toilet and throw up after that. But you know, that's a <laughs> another story thing. for another time. Yeah. Uh, the the news continued. I'm always amazed, Bill, at the nonsense news that the media throws out when they haven't got real news to talk about. News Uh, sensationalism. Yeah. Over the weekend, Donald Trump, I guess, Kanye West asked if he could stop by and and have a a one-on-one with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump said, sure, come on down to Mar-a-Lago. So Kanye West flew down there. Unbeknownst to uh, the president, he brought a little entourage with him. He brought, uh, let's see, he brought... uh, Nick Fuentes, and he brought—who uh, else did he bring? I'm trying—I'm looking here. He, he brought a, a, a bunch of people who weren't part of the people that the president was expecting. The president, right. like I said, thought it was going to be just Kanye West. And then they got down there, and, you know, Kanye uh, said that in the course of their conversation, he said he's going to run for president, and he asked President Trump whether he'd like to be his vice president. Apparently, that went over like a pregnant pole, Walter. (laughs) But the media, never missing the opportunity to lambast the 45th president of the United States, Mm -hmm. well, they're starting to say, was that good judgment? Because, you know, Kanye West is known for his anti-Semitic rhetoric. He's somebody who's constantly bashing Judaism. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, last time I checked, President Trump's daughter is a convert to Judaism. Mm -hmm. His grandchildren are Jewish. His son-in-law is Jewish. The best friend in Israel to the Israeli people is President Trump.
1: Uh, They want to name streets after him in Israel. Well, it's my contention that the media is anti-Semitic because they attack Trump all the time knowing exactly what you just said—they yeah. attack them all the time on every level. Uh, you know anything that they can use mm-hmm. or try to use to shift your thinking. Yes. You no, know, and they do use news sensationalism. They take a story and they it, it, it grabs headlines and exaggerates. But, but it it's works. not news. It works. I was listening to a talk show this morning,
0: and they were talking about this subject in the talk show, and. People who called and said they were supporting, they support President Trump, but they're very disappointed in in this story, you know, that he had had Kanye West for dinner. I'm thinking, oh, come on, folks. Come on. Take a deep breath. Who is talking about this? The media. Who hates President Trump? The media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you should expect nothing else but attacks from this media. Yep. And, and they will fill in every gap, by the way. If there's a dull moment in the news, they are told probably, insert something negative about Trump. I mean, if you look at the news day and you see, uh, well, this will be a, a, a dead hour of news. Why don't we stick some negative story in there about President Trump? They'll do it. They just have a mission in the media, and that is to destroy the reputation of the president. Now, look at Should he have had dinner with Kanye West. President Trump has had dinner with Kanye West, I'm sure, before, and he thought nothing of it because he thought it was just going to be himself and Kanye West, and he was blindsided by these other people who showed up. Now, I think that President Trump's Whoever personal— Yeah, his personal secretary should be taken aside. I don't mean that that person should be fired, but there should be a discussion as to vetting people who are going to meet with the president, but— I also think that President Trump, he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't have to prove his loyalty and friendship to the Jewish people. Just look at what he's done. He's done more for the Jewish people in the four years that he was president than all the other presidents combined. All of the other, remember the other, other peace negotiations uh, that they had with uh, the Arabs and the Israelis
1: that were much ado about nothing, you know, was smoke and mirrors. It's a divisive attack by the left, specifically designed to maybe make Jewish people go, well, maybe Trump's not the guy. Because they're doing this, and they'll throw this story out there for a day or two, and then they'll move on to another story. It's just hit after hit. After. Hey, the hits just keep on coming, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen to the left. You know, they're, yeah. they're they're throwing crap on the wall. Well, See what sticks. Uh, it, it, it's
0: something which I think will be gone in a day or so. Like we talked about these... Uh, fluff stories that they throw out there. This right. is smoke and there's no flame here and in a day or so something else will happen. In the meantime by the way as we talk about nonsense stories like this mm-hmm. real real stories that are happening in the news are not being reported. I saw this Bill, I saw this story on uh, a couple of internet websites. It's video of a Russian officer He's speaking in Russian. It's translated. He's talking about sites that he and his men have uncovered in the Ukraine that are, uh, how do I say this? Well, they're body part farms. They're, they're organ farms, organ harvesting farms. They are places where, and and I know this sounds, the guy, the officer, by the way, was so uncomfortable that he was, had tears in his eyes when he was talking about this, um, he said that they found the remains of young children who had been taken to this place. They had been cleaned and undressed and brought up to the second floor where they were then dismembered. And and the guy, he said, this is something that I will live with for the rest of my life. You know, we think of Russians as being almost robotic, you know, from a different, different plan. They're people. Their yeah, people, I was just okay? going to say,
1: yeah, you know, they sit there and they make us believe that Russians have no heart, no oh feeling, no God. nothing. Well, you know, my, my, my descent is, is Russian German. And I can tell you, we have feelings. Uh, you may not think that of, uh, I know a lot of my liberal friends think that I'm a heartless bastard. <laughs> and uh, I think the same about them, uh, quite honestly, because Th- that that is just something that has been uh, been thrown out there by the media and by our government to sit there and vilify uh r- real people russians can you imagine being that
0: officer and with your men arriving at a at a place that you you never expect something like this and you and you go in there and you find out what they're doing in there and by the way they found some of the guys who were who were doing the, the this terrible work oh mm-hmm. uh, Awful, and they were talking. the The, the Russian officer said they were so matter of fact about it. You would have thought they were working in a in a uh, a slaughterhouse with beef. You know, they were not talking about the the little children that they were killing and using for body parts. Right. in, in, a, in a human way, you know. And and I was thinking, you asked a question before we started the show. What would happen if we found something like that in the United in the States? United
1: States, yeah. What would well, people think? What would well, we wait say a if all of a sudden it was proven that all these illegals that are coming here and these kids that are being bused off into the abyss of night? Well, you don't know where they're going. They already admit to the fact that there are
0: thousands of children who have disappeared, who have come Hundreds across our thousands. yeah, who have disappeared coming across our border, and they don't know where they are. One of the things the new Congress is going to be looking into is child trafficking and the Biden administration. Think about that for a second. Child trafficking
1: and the Biden administration. Well, OK, let's find. Let Let's ask a question, all right? I'm not accusing Biden of that. But let's say we find out that he is trafficking children. Intentionally? And, intentionally. And they are being used for sex slaves. They are being used for body parts, organ donating, and all of that. And he is profiting from it. Doesn't matter if he's profiting or not. But let's just say, because they hypothetically say things about Trump, so let's talk about the commander-in-chief right. today that legitimately got his got elected because— Well, some people might Well, question it, that, you yeah. know, I'm talking yes. to my liberal friends out there that obviously went out and voted in masses for oh, him. Yes. Oh, you know, more. As a matter of fact, more of them voted than were registered, but that's a whole different thing. But <laughs> Now that's enthusiasm. You know, what? What would you say if you found out that your guy was taking, well, babies like yours, you know, and trafficking
0: them for adrenochrome, for body parts, for liver transplants,
1: heart transplants, pharmaceutical research. Now, you know, there's a big billionaire that owns a pharmaceutical company that has been accused by India for taking children and using them. Uh, and doing things like that. We won't mention his name because I don't want a slander suit because I don't have any money for them yet. uh, The point is, is that, gee, where there's smoke, you know, there might be a fire. But, you
0: know, you didn't see that video from that officer on any of the major news outlets, okay? Nowhere. I did see it on some reputable uh, websites, Mm. But I did not see it on uh, any of the nightly news programs. It was well, like, well, that's, we're not going there, you know. In the meantime, they'll talk about Kanye West visiting President Trump and having dinner with him. Which, you know, and then maybe it was poor judgment. Maybe it was a mistake on on his personal assistance part. But uh, it's done. It's dinner. Nothing is going to change. It's, the story's going to be gone in a day or so you know he won't do it again forget about it you know he's not an anti-semite you just look at his real track record not not the nonsense like this the the tears in the eyes from this russian officer when he was telling this reporter about what he had seen he 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 said at one point this is something that i'll never be able to get out of my mind i'll, I'll be, i'm going to be living with this forever what i've seen you can't unsee it and i i believe that's true and they they talk about things happening in this world that we don't know about with children, and and people just don't want to believe it because it is so terrifyingly evil. You know, they just don't want to believe it. Oh and my I God! Think the,
1: who I would think do the media that? accepts certain things because they have an ultimate agenda or responsibility to somebody to report the news as they are told to report the news. So. If you're going, well, because they're a thing with well, if it came out, we never saw that out there. Oh, mm. uh, why why didn't it was not there for us to see? Bull. Yeah. You know it's there. You've seen it. You chose not to report it, as you have with much of the news, and it's been proven. If the news is actually pro Trump, well, can we edit this, edit that, take this out? Now yeah. it's yeah. a whole different story. There's the media today. That is the media. And, you know, but it's, it's great if uh, the media is on your team. What's interesting, I saw a, a report that came out last week that
0: was sort of pro-Trump. And the reporter, it was, I was watching it on CNN. They had to report it. It was mm-hmm. just something they couldn't not report. But the reporter looked actually depressed that they had to uh, read the story. They looked physically depressed. They looked demoralized. But anyway, getting back to uh, uh, children and, and, and what they're doing you know, with trafficking, uh, right. this is a legitimate problem, folks. This is not a make-believe story. The majority of our country doesn't want to acknowledge this piece. It's so, it's so awful to consider that they're taking children and doing such terrible things to them in our country. But mm-hmm. there's money to be made in it for the traffickers and for the people who do these things, and they don't care how they get it. They'll you want yeah. you want a child for your own purposes? We'll get it for you. Because how much money will you pay? We'll get it for you.
1: You know? You know, out in the West Coast, I don't know if they still have it, probably do. You know, they're the the, the people that would pay, the rich that would pay to see deviant films made of innocent children that, uh, I think there was a movie about that called hardcore with George C. Scott. Yeah. But they're called meat houses and the meat house is simply where a young child is brought, you know, uh, because they've been coerced into something or they've been captured and taken to, but either way where people bid on them to be used for whatever deviant thing or film, that they want to make. Uh, you know, sometimes it's film, you know, obviously film involving sex and then mutilation and death. That's a meat house. And they use trafficked children, young teens yeah. and whatnot. And sometimes these kids walk in innocently. They're tired of the Midwest. They're tired of, you know, the whole home life. And they don't want to listen to mom and dad. They catch they, they They run away. They catch a bus. They go out west. And there, when they get off that bus or that train, the predator is waiting and gives them a line full of dreams, mm-hmm. and they go to hell. You know, and,
0: and if man. you don't think this is true, friends, I point to uh, Epstein Island. Mm-hmm. The the people on Epstein Island, for the most part, were underage women. Mm-hmm. They were 14, 15 years old. And Why else do you think these guys were flying to Epstein Island? They weren't going mm. there for the sun. They were going yeah. down there to be with young children. They weren't going down there. They could have sex with a, with adult people in New York or Chicago mm. or anywhere they wanted to have. If yeah. it was legal, they could do it in this country. They were going to Epstein Island because they were pedophiles. Now they're petrified because because they're going to release some names. Did you hear about this, Bill?
1: Yeah, they're going to release names, and I have a funny feeling. Now, they're going after, uh, what's her name, Giselle, but she uh, uh, to release names. Gislaine. Uh, yeah, Gislaine. Just just That's it. That's okay, Giselle. Yeah, I uh, know. Okay. Gis- Gis- well, yeah, yeah, but either way, they're going after her to release names, and I'm going like, you know, she's in... Uh, She's in that, that that federal penitentiary where right. life is a charm. Yeah, in Florida. Florida, yeah. I think, uh, Adult Cor- Correctional
0: yeah. Institute or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, there, there's a couple down there. I know Martha Stewart actually went to one mm-hmm. when she was uh, nailed for the— uh, I think hers uh, was in Kentucky, I think. Yeah, it was somewhere down south. But, yeah, she got yeah a minimum security where where the, the rich and famous go. Mm-hmm. But if she releases names or they think she's going to release a name— I guarantee, because of minimum security prison, Mm -hmm. she's going to have, she's going to be depressed one night and uh, hang herself with, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, dental floss. They'll figure out some way to do it, and uh, they're going to take her out, because they don't want their names involved in any of this, and... Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's these kids are white kids, they're Hispanic kids, they're black kids. That's right. They're of all nationales. So you sit there and you go, Well, who are these perverts? Well, keep in mind, well, they're they're worse than perverts. They're worse than pedophiles. You know, you and you know, I mean the, these
0: parents I've read this, Bill, these parents from Central America who send their children up, they're poor, poor people, and it's like a last resort. They look at their children, they love them very much. And someone comes along and says, look, we can give your child a much better life if we take them north into America. Because, you know, the streets are paved with gold, and they're so good to to everybody up there. Mm -hmm. And they'll be taken care of, well-fed, and their life will be so much better. And someone who's living in a hut with no education in Central America thinks, well, yeah, uh, okay. You, you, and Will I ever see them again? Maybe someday you'll see them, knowing full well they're, ne- they're never going to see them again. They're go- yeah. they, they're gone. As soon as they leave the yard that they they were growing up in, as soon as they turn the corner and disappear, they're gone. And, have you
1: ever uh, Have you ever gone off to do something and you got this gut feeling that this isn't going to be good? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how those kids feel. I
0: think little children—they're uh, probably when they're meeting the uh, the evil doer down there, they're probably given a a toy or a candy bar. They're probably made to feel as if it's going to be a great fun adventure because they don't want the child to be upset when they're leaving. They probably tell the kid that mom and dad will be coming along real soon. Don't worry about it. Mm. In the meantime, Uncle Juan will take care of you. Don't worry about it. You're in good hands. And as soon as the, like I said, the child is away from the family, and then you know it, it, things start to change. Do you know, instead yeah. of, instead of driving away in a in a family car, they end up being thrown in the back of a of a truck with no uh, air conditioning. You know, with a, with a hundred other kids.
1: Kind of like the old song of undisputed truth, smiling faces beware. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you never know tell the lies, that they look. don't tell the truth. Yeah, I know. You never know the evil that lurks within.
0: This is a very defining time in our in our country, I believe, because mm-hmm. all of this stuff is, is happening. It's coming to light. We're starting to hear about it. Now, you may not want to believe it. You may say it's nonsense and go about your everyday business, you know, doing your Christmas shopping. That's your business. But I'm telling you, there's some bad things happening in this country. And as a, as a population, as Americans, we've got to start recognizing it and at the very least acknowledging the fact that it can't continue. It can't continue. This is we, – we've got to – somehow we've got to get the point across to our politicians that they've got to stand up to this and they've got to start doing
1: things to – to make sure it doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. Well, the one thing you got to realize, if we don't recognize it and we don't do something about it, and one day it comes out, then it's not just the people that are doing it or, that right. are going to be punished. It's going to be all of us. Yes. And I don't want to fall down for the sins of somebody else. I would rather find those people right now and, and bring them to justice yep. than sit there and be cast in the same basket. Of, to still a phrase, deplorables, that they are from the queen of
0: deplorables,
1: that phrase came.
0: We are going to be uh, seeing some interesting things happen. I I think that there are people right now who are sweating like they've never sweat before because a judge last week ordered that so many names be released to the public who were. I think all
1: the names ought to be released, to be honest. I agree 100%, Bill. I think we ought to just put them all out there and let everybody's jaw drop. And you know if it ruins your Christmas so be it because it's going to get ruined sooner or later. Let's go ahead and let's air our laundry. Get it out there so we knew so we know what we need to clean up. Are you I believe Jeffrey Epstein was was
0: murdered. I don't think he committed suicide. No, oh, I, know. He I mean com- the stories they release are so ridiculous. If I wrote a film script and I had that in my film script the producer would look at it and say Oh, that's ridiculous. I mean, the guards left. They, they all left at the same time. They're supposed to be on 24-hour-a-day suicide watch, and, and all of but a sudden— that happens all the time. All of a sudden, they just left. Oh, and, and they left, what, a sheet? And What, did he hang himself with a sheet on the bed? You know, Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, folks. You know, I was born
1: Tuesday, but not last Tuesday. Uh, yeah, and how long would it take to prep that sheet because you'd have to— You'd have oh, to form it somehow.
0: And there's cameras. And- I think there were cameras in a the room in the cell. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Y- if you're under 24 hour surveillance, there's not someone standing outside of the cell door looking in. I think they have security cameras in or looking into the cell so you can be seen. I think they were shut off, weren't they? I think that was another I thing. I believe they
1: was- were, but I don't. I can't say for certain. But the yeah. simple fact is they are monitored monitored and there should have been a person there at all time and if somebody goes yeah i was supposed to be there but i went out for a cigarette as he went out for a coffee then you both yeah. well should be fired and held accountable you know for i don't think they were either murder i don't think they were bill i don't think no, they were No they fired. were but wouldn't you be guilty of second degree murder in, in, no, in a way because maybe, job techni- was to...
0: maybe technically but who's going to charge you
1: you know <laughs> oh yeah because it's Epstein, that, that bastard that criminal yeah. well There are criminals that probably sat there, well, not probably, that sat there and said, We need this guy silenced before it, you know, we get the blowback. Yep, I agree 100%. A scene out of a mob
0: movie. Yep, that's exactly what it was. A scene out of a mob movie. And now, you know, people may laugh about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, but it'll probably happen. You know, things like. uh, Uh, cases drag on for a year, year and a half, you know, they take a while. And as the dust settles from Ghislaine Maxwell and she disappears from the consciousness of our society,
1: it'll be easier for the bad guys to do her in, you know, well, you know, she'll be out of the um, limelight. You know, one of the ways that they could do it, I'm just saying, if it happens, they listened to the podcast and stole the idea from me, but they could find out that she has an allergy, Sure. you know, and, Put that in her food. Well, nobody knew it wasn't on her paperwork. I didn't know she was allergic to peanuts. What, that's ridiculous. Yeah. How would I know? Oh yeah. Well, she got she uh, she got crab one night, and she's allergic yeah. to you know fish products, and we didn't know. We really didn't know. And before we could do anything, it was just too late. Well,
0: say a prayer for people for the little children who have been trafficked into our country, and for those who are being trafficked around the world, and. Uh, with the grace of God, uh,
1: good things will happen to stop this from happening. It's got to, it's got to stop. And sometimes you got to say a prayer for someone you wouldn't want to, only to protect them so that they can sit there and do the, right the one just thing in their life, yep. and that is to spill the beans. Yes. So you pr- you you pray for Ghislaine Maxwell's safety while she's in prison, so yeah. that she can speak the truth. Well, you put it in the Lord's hands. You know, to to do what needs to be done. We were talking about uh,
0: that Russian officer in the Ukraine. Other stories about the Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine prepared for more Russian strikes today and uh, warned of the possibility of a new round of evacuations from the capital during a relative lull from the airstrikes on energy facilities and other key infrastructure in recent weeks. So I guess they they anticipate a increase in uh, Russian missile attacks on the the key city of Kyiv.
1: Now, there was a story that was out over the weekend. Uh, Russia might be running low on missiles. They may not have any weaponry I don't to think fight so. with. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, where the hell did that, come, that <laughs> story come from? If there's anybody lo- running low, it's us because but, we gave it all away. But, you know,
0: the media today... They have no problem creating stories for the news. I mean, Mm. completely creating stories for the news. I say that because the uh, missile strike in Poland last week, Mm. completely made up by an AP reporter. I mean, there was a missile strike, but it wasn't from Russia. It wasn't a Mm. Russian missile that had been launched from Russia to hit Poland. It was a Ukrainian-fired missile from their Mm. old stockpile of Russian missiles. But... They started it off by saying the Russians have launched a missile and it has hit Poland and uh, they blamed it on
1: Vladimir and his friends, you know. Yeah. Now what now was the story out there designed to provoke a reaction or you know, a military reaction or just promote or provoke a, a, No, they say a that it was reaction. they
0: believed that it was created so that they would bring NATO to a what was yeah. a level 5 where they would be on the verge of fighting Russia
1: as an entire unified force, yeah. And by doing so, there are people that have got their finger on a trigger of war, and they keep pushing it yes. until finally that switch engages, and we're at war. Yes, so, absolutely. And that's that's what's going on. We are trying. They're trying to l- drag us into a war, and I got to back this bus up and sit there and go, okay, the Ukraine uh vietnam that was a war that we got into that we had no set agenda uh we had no intentions of ever winning and we didn't win and we lost a lot of innocent american young men and women there Uh and now here we are again with the ukraine you know playing army out there and there is no end game in sight so we're playing war with no objective so there's no way we could win this thing, and if there's no way we could win this thing, because that's why you go to war, you not want to make your point, you're going to blow up and break things, but you're going to win. And here we are in another situation where, ah oh no, 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 no. We're we're not going to win, but we got to be in it. People think that things are getting
0: better in the Ukraine because we're not talking about no, the war not. in the Ukraine, and there have been no changes per se. I mean, it is still a terrible war. We're still— on the brink of being in a physical, actual war with Russia. Nothing has changed except that the media has turned its attention to other stories and has lost interest in what's happening day-to-day
1: in Ukraine. Well, go to Russia with your uh, reporters and talk to the people because they want their government to unleash Satan. And Satan is uh, a a missile that Mm -hmm. they have a variety of uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles— Uh, that can take out a lot of different cities all with one missile, and it's fast. Now, we got hypersonic now, too, but it doesn't matter. It only takes one to get the whole damn thing global and catastrophic for everybody. The
0: uh, uh, Biden administration is scrambling to track the nearly $20 billion in military aid it has sent to the Ukraine as Republicans warn of impending audits when they take control of the house in January, how do you lose twenty billion dollars uh, in
1: aid? Well, billion. I don't think they're trying. I I don't think they're trying to track it yeah, per se. They're, say. they're trying to get their cover story of what happened to it, or, or or point a finger in a different direction because they know exactly what happened to that twenty billion dollars, and we probably don't really want to know. We do want to know. But we're going to be shocked if we find out the right, truth, right. if we ever find out the truth.
0: I don't know how you lose $20 billion. I mean, if I lose in my checking account 50 bucks when I audit it, um, I'm spending hours trying to figure out where that 50 bucks went. How do you lose $20 billion? But that being said, another interesting thing that's happening in the World Bill right now, have you seen the riots are, are going on in in China as we speak? Yeah, yeah, concerning the, the, lockdown. The, the
1: lockdown. Yeah, yeah, the mandatory lockdowns there, and this is where the original virus apparently was invented right. at the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. And but you know, it makes me think: is there a bigger player, bigger than Z, and bigger than Biden, and bigger than Trump, that's out there, mm-hmm. that's really manipulating and playing everybody, and with the virus, because the virus was designed to lock us down. So who would that be? You know, you got to... Well, I mean, he, 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 you hear
0: c- comments from Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. I mm. heard I heard one last week that he gave. He said he's he's happy with the way things seem to be going in the world. He seemed to be happy with the commotion, the turmoil
1: that's happening in our world. Well, you know, there's a new strain of the virus, which... How many strains is this thing going to have? Because now it's defied uh, the logic of, of science of how things work, you know, with viruses. And we've had pandemics before, but this is the never-ending pandemic. Yep. And now it's got a new strain, and it's already starting to take foot in America. It's taking foot in Canada and but we have thousands of
0: people on the streets in China, not just in one city, mind you, but in cities across China. So the mm-hmm. people have just about had it. We have a tendency because we don't know these people. They're a distant people that we don't have any direct relationship with. But they're like us in many ways, too. They're just about had it. They've been locked up in their, in their homes for months, sometimes for years, and they've, they're done. They are done. They're calling for Z's resignation or his removal. That's a big deal in China. He's the he's the chairman
1: for life. Yeah, now, and he has no intentions of going away. He's got other intentions. So that's kind of a scary development there that they right. are are protesting because he's going to just sit there and take his military and pounce on them on the people. Well, you would think, Bill, but so far they haven't.
0: I saw pictures. And the crowd was rushing the police, and the police were running. I I know what you're saying, though. I think of Tiananmen Square back in 1989. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, And the kid that stood in front of the tank, you know. And uh, look, it's not going to be a pretty thing. Uh, Z is not a good guy. But then again, what are we going to get to replace him? But I am glad that the people are standing up. Uh, they're standing up in Brazil over the elections and Well, they're standing up. It's funny you should mention
0: that. I got two pieces of audio from right. Brazil. Uh, right. One is uh, a report. It's in English, but it's, it pretty well sums up what's happening right now. And the other is a, a longer report. It's from a guy named Matthew uh, Tyreman, who was on uh, Steve Bannon's program on Friday. And he knows a lot about the inner workings of the situation in, in Brazil and he gives us a pretty in-depth analysis, and uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Steve Bannon, who is a pretty knowledgeable guy about current events, he said the biggest story right now in the world is Brazil. That's the biggest story in the world. He, he's talking about compared to the Ukraine, compared to China, compared to all these other places, Brazil is the biggest story because to this date, There are millions of people still on the streets of of Brazil protesting, not hundreds of thousands, but millions. And uh, somebody, I think it's in one of the reports I'm going to play for you in a second. The guy says, in Brazil, it's your faith is first, and then soccer is second, Uh, football, (laughs) right? And what's happening right now? What's happening right now is the World Cup, and their team is playing in the World Cup, and when their team was playing in the World Cup, they did not leave the streets of Brazil. They kept protesting. That was an amazing sign by itself. First of all, Bill, I'll play uh, the the shorter uh, summary of what's happening, and then we'll all talk right. for a second, and then
2: I'll play the longer version. Brazilians are wondering Where are the real supporters of Lula da Silva? Even with the high number of votes now, Lula is never defended by large crowds in public. The whole country is against restoring power to a convicted criminal and going to the streets. However, almost nobody shows support for Lula da Silva in public. His supporters are virtual. They simply do not exist in reality. There were many fake pictures of huge crowds in Lula's campaign, and they were edited to inflate the number of supporters. But the followers denounced it. Television, newspapers, a huge number of journalists and radio programs have been promoting Lula da Silva as a savior for 4 months. In contrast, they have been demonizing the other candidate for 4 years. However, it only happened because international companies, in particular Chinese corporations, have invested heavily in media outlets in Brazil in the last years. They want and need Lula in power to continue the social manipulation, economic control and use of censorship to shut down those who protest against it or against fraud in elections. It is believed that this strategy has been implemented with the assistance of some government agents as members of the Supreme Court. These agents are using the abuse of their power to intimidate anyone who tries to denounce this atrocity, a crime against humanity. They also hide the source code of voting machines, which makes the voting system audition impossible. The whole nation is questioning now. Would it be international interference in Brazil's election? That's the question of truth. As part of its call for protection from criminals, the Brazilian people are asking the armed forces to protect the country from sequestration. According to the Brazilian people, the outsiders are communists, manipulating the situation to make it seem like it's a coup. However, it's the people who are asking for protection from the armed forces.
0: Okay, that's it. That's the uh, the summary of what's going on down there. It's interesting because it sounds like a uh, a microcosm
1: of what's happening here. You know, yeah, it, I was going to say it sounds like pre twenty twenty election with yeah, Biden. It did does. the same thing. I remember going to Montage Mountain for another situation. Joe was speaking. I think uh, who is it Cooper Anderson or whatever his name is. Anderson, whatever his name is, from CNN. Yeah, uh, one of them was Anderson there Cooper, doing. Yeah, yeah, he was there, sitting there, going, uh, doing the the thing. Two chairs on a stage and uh, six cars in the parking lot, and <laughs> that was it. And yet they made a big deal out of this thing, and they devoted all this time to you know who came in six cars, and I mean it, they couldn't even fill the.
0: Well, they just you did know, a front row they, seats. They just did a just before the midterms. Obama and Biden did a rally in a mm-hmm. civic center, and they had to put a long curtain behind them lengthwise from the civic center to to block
1: out the empty seats. But you know, it was that rally that supposedly helped throw Fetterman and everything over oh, the I know. top. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, folks, you know, actually, I'm addressing it to the the media. Mm-hmm. How does that work? When you sit there and you see in public that there there is no public response, no reaction, yet the numbers undeniably say that you have spoken, yeah. but you didn't show up, you didn't show your support, you didn't even give a damn to go out for the guy. So what yeah. did we get? First, I just wanted to check in and see how,
0: how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fan- I'm doing fantastic, and
1: and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. Yes, it's not about kicking balls in the authority. No, it's about kicking balls in the general populace, <laughs> and that's what took place. Yeah. We got kicked in the sack, and let's, there's no <laughs> other way to put
0: it. I know. Everybody's supposed to believe that the in the state of Pennsylvania completely lost its mind and pulled the lever for for a guy who has a problem stringing a sentence together. They'd rather have that than a a guy who is a surgeon and who is well-educated and has a full knowledge of what's happening in the world. Uh, I don't believe it, and I don't think most of the world believes it either. Anyway, uh, we have more from uh, the Brazil story. Matthew Tierman, he's a Polish-American reporter who has Mm. a lot of contacts, knows a lot about what's happening in Brazil, he was talking with Steve Bannon. Listen,
3: after right. Christianity, the most important religion to Brazilians of every stripe is football, soccer. Brazil had their World Cup match, and nobody left the streets. Everybody was still vociferously protesting. This is so much bigger, and you know, you you rightly say this is bigger than Bolsonaro. This is, and it, again, it, for clarity, Bolsonaro has not alleged fraud. Bolsonaro hasn't come out and said really anything except from after the final tabulation when he gave a press conference 72 hours after. And he said, we're going to follow the Constitution, exercise your right to protest if you believe uh, it is warranted. Uh, And he has allowed others, as he should, he is not giving them the rope to hang him uh, with. Uh, And the party, and we've discussed this, the party of which he has aligned in his political career, uh, they're a very powerful apparatus led by a guy named Valdemar Donato. Valdemar Donato was the one behind this uh, uh, this audit of the tabulation where they said, look, the machines from certain uh, production runs are unauditable and look fishy, but you will not give us the TSE, the subsidiary electoral court to the Supreme Court, who administers and oversees the election, would not participate in the military audit or the uh, demand for audit from the political party. They wouldn't give the machines. They wouldn't give the source code. They wouldn't give the, the de- uh, detailed tabulation, uh, you know, drop by drop. In fact, they even took it off the website as forensic auditors like the guys. I've been working with internationally to analyze and started analyzing the public data. They took it off for three days to scrub it and then put it back on. So the whole society knows that something is rotten here. And what's interesting is if you have all this support for Lula, 50, 51 percent, 52 percent, maybe it's 47 percent, where are his supporters, right? Leftist activists with their hammers and sickles and Marxist flags and big five-pointed stars, they usually are pretty vociferous and are out there marching. There's none of that. There are no counter protests. There's nobody there. This whole thing has been an information op. To set up this ballot dump steal mechanism that they've created with the machines, with the right people in the court that are all Lula, Dilma, and Hammer. Hang on, hold it, down, because they had protesters in Mexico City at Mexico City CPAC when Edward, I spoke, Eduardo Pasovic. They had a thousand protesters there with hammer and sickle. This is, you yeah. brought up something that 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 the dog didn't bark. These guys yeah. are the experts in the world from Antifa all of. Them getting people in the streets. It's crickets on their side. Why is that... In Brazil, you're not seeing it. You've got the AstroTurf gang in Mexico City, but in New York, we had Brazilian protesters wearing, you know, the yellow, blue and green, the Brazil flag, uh, going after the the judges who were in that event we discussed in New York, which is insane, that they went to talk, the communist judges went to talk about how they saved Brazilian democracy, uh, and you had thousands in Times Square praying, protesting. You have them on 44th Street outside the Harvard Club, and they have to go to Mexico City to find Mexican AstroTurf protesters, and they're they're holding with anti- there are hammer and sickles, and there are Soviet flags. and pictures of Lula. I mean, it's like he thinks the Lady go protesting too much. They're admitting that Lula is a hardcore communist working with global sort of Marxist proletariat of the world, unite and, and march, blah, blah, blah. In Brazil, they're absent. They're not there. There are no counter-protests. There's no skirmishes. The military just said, if you're going to protest, protest around the barracks. That's another heads-up, but a cue to go in front of the barracks and make that your sort of uh, locus of protesting. The military is going to be taking action. Baltimore de Neto, going back this key point unleashed this uh, this, uh, this paper and this petition to the court which the court immediately turned around and said you don't have it give us the first round as well oh you don't have that within 24 hours we're fining you 22 million raya's so about four and a half million bucks and we're now putting the head of the political party Baltimore Danetto, on our criminal target list or the fake news investigation which is the big leap investigation they've been putting journalists on they've been attacking and censoring uh, Bolsonaro tied congressman imprisoning people like journalists and so Baltimore Donetto is now on their fake news criminal investigation snare, and that's crossing a Rubicon. Valdemar Neto, it's not like our party heads that rotate in every four years. He is an old guard Brazilian politico who is very well respected, even if you disagree with him. He's been around for generations, and they just attacked one of the senior political leaders. This is not Bolsonaro. This is not a flash-in-the-pan populist politics like they want to paint it. This is an establishment guy who runs the party that Bolsonaro and his people have aligned with the last two cycles, and now he's on a criminal uh, investigation target list, that's crossing the Rubicon. The military is giving cues that they're going to take action. There's still time. December 19th is the Lula certification, and in theory, he gets seated right after the new year. That gives a lot of time, and I think the military is moving forward. Now, the court's not taking this line down. They're using every diktat that they can weaponize, including they're now revoking passports. They just revoked Alan dos Santos, his passport. He's the uh, Brazilian journalist who's in exile in the U.S. They revoked his passport, so now he's nation And they've also suspended issuing new passports, as if to say, hey, you think you may escape. You're not escaping. What are the cues from the military that you think are are signaling that they may intervene here, sir? The big one was last Friday, General Morrow, who's also a vice president, a very high-ranking general and politico. Uh, He said, and this is a very well-respected guy, that the Constitution is being eviscerated by the court. I'm paraphrasing. But as I said on your show the other day, that's not a unilateral act when a senior general who has high political office says that. That means that there's buy-in across the military. Now, we don't know if it's uh, you know they're moving in lockstep. The military is a large organ, but they need all the cover they can to invoke Article 142 in the Brazilian Constitution, which you and I have discussed, which is the the clause that says when there's disputes between the separated powers, the, the judiciary, the executive, and the legislature, when there's a total breakdown in society, it is up to the military to restore order. Remember those words, order me progresso, order in progress, it's on the Brazilian flag, it's in the Brazilian constitution, and the faith of the people is in the military to restore order, to get them back on track toward progress. It ain't going to be the Supreme Court, which has no mandate and has totally lost trust from everybody, even some lefty journalists are saying it's too far. So over the next week, I think we're going to see some bigger and bigger movements out of the military taking action.
0: So in the Brazilian constitution, there's uh, it's right there, if there's a problem in government, and it can't be rectified by the different levels of government. The military has to come in and 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 fix it. It has to straighten things out. Right. And I only mention that because we have the same things in our Constitution, too. People may say, well, where? Well, I mean, even when they raise their right hand and take the oath of office, they pledge to, uh, what, to to serve and protect the constitution of the United States from enemies both foreign and domestic. Right. You know, and so you have to say are we looking at Brazil right now because this is what we may may
1: happen over here? Well, why hasn't it happened over here? I yeah. mean, there's a lot of evidence that we well, have gone through the same thing
0: not once but twice now. We're, we're a bigger country. There are a lot more people in the United States. We're a more complicated country than Brazil. Brazil probably, uh, like I said, it's a microcosm of what we we are as a country.
1: Let's just say for argument's sake mm-hmm. that that happened in the United States. On the world stage, how would that play out? Because if we That's did it. what they did uh, or are doing and we decided, and it could happen. I mean, it, it's at a boiling point. This pot's going to boil and probably boil over. When it does, how's the world going to react? And is there a player out there that'll take advantage of it? Well, it happened
0: once before. Sure, it was 130 years ago, 140 years ago,
1: but we didn't we, have the internet and we didn't have instant news. Yeah. So, it would take a while for but I mean the, the, the other French side of the world to find out.
0: The French and the English were very aware, uh, they were throwing their support. The English were throwing their support to the South. Uh, mm-hmm. The French were aware w- of what was going on. People had their opinions, and I'm sure there were people thinking, well, if they don't get their act together, we can go over there and straighten them out and bring them under our wing again. That never happened, thank goodness. So you have a very valid question. What happens if that happens here?
1: Uh, are we gonna yeah, re- I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's different today than then. Do, so- they, do they strike us when we're weak? Yeah, and who would do the striking? Well, right now, the 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 obvious player, and that would actually probably be a good distraction for them, uh-huh. is China because China now Z, is under pressure because of the COVID lockdowns. Let's just say that we broke out into protest, yes. and there are little small isolated areas where it is happening. Arizona is not so small, but it is happening down there. I meant to send you a piece of audio where a guy just blew up uh, in the courthouse with his you know his feelings about everything mm-hmm. and you'd look at this guy he looked like a construction worker but he was right on with what he said but you could see the veins pop out in his neck as he got more aggravated and said good day you know when he was done but he was spot on with everything that's going on with the election and his analogies were right are we primed
0: for a false flag event some something major is mm-hmm. going to happen that's going to Take our attention away from everything and kind of unify us as a country? I mean, uh, are we going to be, do you think we're ripe for an attack of some kind? Sure, I do. I, I only, uh, and I, you know. know 9 11, for example, right? God forbid, 9 11 was so tragic. But what it did do is, for at least for a while, we weren't Republican or Democrat. We were Americans. And we had been ta-
1: attacked as Americans. It kind of unified so us. Who would do it? Well, there's China. There's North Korea. Yeah, they now have a. They, they only have to fire one, and Iran. that would sit there and make everybody's shorts uh, tighten up, and to where you know we would all unify. If Iran did it, it could do two things. It could unify them, but they're having a lot of a
0: lot of uh, protests in the streets in Iran right now. And if all of a sudden the Iranian people thought that we were going, they were going to war with the United States, it might stop the protests and unify them as a country too. So it might serve two purposes.
1: Yeah, they were, and they do have nukes over there, I believe. They know? do, absolutely. You know, you know it's only going to take one to draw us in it, and um, that would be it. And you know what? You're right, though. A false flag. We get together, you know, and uh, you know we we start playing Charlie uh, Daniels in America on all the radio stations, and you never thought we would, we would you know, yep. unite again. You know, the rebels, the rebels, and the Yanks. Yeah. Well, you know what? That was a nice song, and he was a great guy. But they, these are different times, and th- this is entirely a different situation. Right. Entirely. So I don't know. But I think you're right. We we could be in for. I got to play this for you before we we uh, sign off today.
0: Hmm? Adam Schiff. You have. Oh yeah. You may have heard him respond to uh, what Trump should do should he be subpoenaed. Does Trump have any options? If you haven't heard what uh, what he said, let me play Adam Schiff responding right. to a subpoena going out to Trump.
3: Is there any circumstance in the world in which President Trump could dodge the subpoena? No, uh, he's going to need to
0: comply with the subpoena. See that? So that was very direct. This weekend, Adam Schiff was on one of the talk shows, right. and he was asked about, well, you know, we have uh, a new Congress in a few in a few weeks, and uh, what if they subpoena you? We'll listen to his response.
3: If you are subpoenaed by Republicans when they take over, will you comply?
1: Um, you know, we'll have to consider the validity of the subpoena. <laughs> okay, one really more time. No. One, more,
0: one more time. Here's Trump.
3: Is there any circumstance in the world in which President Trump could dodge the subpoena? No, uh, he's going to need to comply with the subpoena. And here's Schiff. If you are subpoenaed, by Republicans
2: when they take over will you comply? Um, you know, we'll have to consider the validity of the subpoena.
1: Oh, you got to love these people. Lion Sacco. is, <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Oh my yeah, goodness. Well, you know what's good for the gander is not good for him. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, look. I'm telling you what you got to do. Yeah. Well, you want me to do it? Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, you know what
0: he used to do? He wanted he was an aspiring screenwriter. He mm-hmm. wanted to be a guy who wrote movies, fiction. And in a way, he's been writing fiction yeah. his
1: entire career in Congress. You know, there, there there, are people now saying that the January 6th committee made mistakes focusing on Trump. Well, isn't that what the whole January 6th committee was all about? Mm-hmm. So is that the Democrats saying, maybe we shouldn't have done this stupid uh, January 6th thing. Maybe some people are opening their eyes going, did we just step in our own pile of poop?
0: We're going to know where Kevin McCarthy is if he goes into the speakership and then and then closes down. Ignore that phone ringing in the background. It's a telemarketer. Pay no attention to it's that It's a phone. telemarketer wanting me to buy something, and I'm not going to buy it. But uh, if, if Kevin McCarthy becomes the speaker and he dismantles the January 6th committee, that says a lot to me. If Kevin McCarthy becomes speaker and he repurposes it, you know, puts in... Real people with real questions about what happened on January sixth, then maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he's doing the right thing,
1: yeah, I I gotta wait and see how this all plays out. Uh, i I think the original January sixth committee, that's got to go the way of the pagawi do we do we start a whole new no, investigation? I, just I, put new people in put new people in, but you got to make sure the new people. Don't have agendas to go back and replay the old same old script that Chip and and uh, Liz wrote, you know. Well, that's what that's uh, all it
0: was. That's what uh, Kevin McCarthy's job would be would be to find people who would do an honest evaluation of January sixth. And if you do an honest evaluation of January sixth, you would ask questions like, Did President Trump uh, call you, um, uh, Nancy, and did he offer ten to twenty thousand? National Guard troops. What uh, really happened? What were you really doing during the protest? Were you in the building? Were you away from the building? What
1: were you doing? I have- I'll have. tell you the indicator real quickly. The indicator is if it, if we do reinvestigate things and call in new people, if it's legit or not, uh, if it's legit, no media coverage. If it is not legit, it's a sham and a setup. Wall to all wall. the media will be all over it again. <laughs> wall to wall. That's yep. how you know. Yep.
0: And uh, we've done it again, friends, another show in the can. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow because we got a whole week ahead of us, thank goodness. Yes, we do. A lot of news. Uh, you doing anything special today as you uh, head about to your day?
1: Uh, no, actually, uh, you know what? I am actually taking it easy over the weekend. Going to take it easy today. Got a few things to do, and then that's it. Sounds good to so. me. Have a very nice day, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow, Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will be here, comrade.
0: <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America.